All right, junior high, you guys are dismissed to the rest of your service. We love having you guys with us. Thank you for worshiping with us and letting us embarrass you and stand up and pray for you. Thank you for that. Man, what a good day it's been. I love praying for our students. It is such a good moment to pray and release them as they get ready to go back to school. And it's like a signifier that school is actually going to start maybe. Um, so it's a win-win all around, right? No, uh, uh, well, we are here in our series, uh, What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. But uh, I want to remind you, 21 Days of Prayer uh, continues on tomorrow uh, at 7 a.m. Uh, on Facebook Live. And we'll have it. It'll stay up on our Liberty Church Facebook page. Uh, it'll stay there so you can continue to watch it throughout the day if you can't jump on with us live. But um, anybody had a life situation going on or anything going on in your life where you just don't feel like you know what to do? Anybody going through anything recently? Any? Oh, good. There's a few. Good. We hit that one, right? No, um, this has been a crazy, crazy few months, and uh, I love this moment. It just kind of feels like there's some level of normalcy to this, uh, to be back with people and to, to worship and to sing. And there's something about just worshiping and singing that, that all of, of, of everything else going on just kind of fades away, right, and just falls away. But um, then, then reality sets in, and, and everything's a little bit different, Right, it's easy to kind of forget about all that, but uh, I got to thinking about you know some of the series and 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 sermon series that we probably could have done this year that we didn't, um, and so I've kind of put my head together uh, because we like to plan out our series, and here's some of the series that I think we could have done um, this year that maybe would have been helpful. The first one um, would have been didn't see that coming, preparing for 2020. Um, <laughs> the second one uh, could be. Um, don't do it while you might want to stay in 2019, um, if we only knew, right? Uh, the next one is uh, hang in there, right? Just, dear God, please hang in there. We're going to make it through this. Uh, the, the next one I've got is set, uh, it might not work out. <laughs> eh, you know, I mean, no, no, that wouldn't be a good one. Uh, <laughs> the next one is seven tips for surviving the end of the world. It's all over. Uh, this is my personal favorite. Just simple. Why, God, why? Just why? Um, and, of course, one of the series that we could have done, uh, Clarity 2020. Oh, wait. No, that was a series we actually did um, when we thought we had it all figured out. 2020 was going to be the best year ever. And at the beginning of the year, we taught a series called Clarity because we're, we're going to have clarity this year. And, and God's going to do... <sighs> He knows what he's doing. I mean, we don't, but uh, no, no, it was a good series. Hopefully, uh, we just really missed what was actually coming. Now, as we jump into this series, what to do when you don't know what to do, uh, last week we um, took some time to talk about just this opportunity to keep our eyes on God, that we're all in a place and in a time in our life where so many of us just don't know what to do. Uh, and, and I think it's so important as we go through this series to kind of get this grasp of what are these steps that we can take to get us from this place that we're in. I think about Hebrews 10.22, uh, and Hebrews 10.22 says this. It says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. You know, I think the important part of this whole verse 
really is we find ourselves in a situation where we're asking, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward. I think the key to this verse to moving forward is ultimately this idea of drawing near. This idea that says, draw near. All right, draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings. That we can draw near to him. There's, but there seems to be something in human nature that, that actually draws us away from the life-giving relationship with Jesus. Because it feels more comfortable to focus on what to do and what not to do. But the reality is that that tendency that we all have actually robs us of real peace and real joy. You know, may, uh, many people are, are still trying to reach God through religion. Right? They're trying to reach God through this religion. They're doing everything right on the outside, but they're empty on the inside. And I think that's what the importance is as we talk about this today uh, of, of drawing near to God that I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you in a new relationship, in a new place in your relationship with God. You know, last week we talked about how God has this fresh air, this fresh air, uh, this fresh spirit that can move you out of this lifelessness or this dullness that, that you feel like you're stuck in, that so many of us feel stuck in in this season. It's like the doldrums were in the back, back in the days of the sailing ships where the, the trade winds converge and create this moment, this space in the middle of the ocean where there is a lifelessness, a deadlessness, where there's no wind, there's no waves. This place where there's nothing to move you out of this area and you just find yourself stuck. This feared place by sailors, we find ourselves stuck in our own lives. But this week, I want to help you out of this place. I want to show you in more depth what God wants to do, how he wants to do this to give you this new fresh air that he has. I think it's so important for us to have a new fresh air in our lives. But I think there's some symptoms that we can find that, uh, that show that we're caught in these, these doldrums of life, this dead space in life, this place of stuck staleness in our lives. One of the symptoms is that you're doing the right things, but you don't enjoy them, right? This feeling goes beyond just a simple fatigue or an occasional boredom, right? You may even feel guilty for not having the same peace and joy that you once experienced or that you, you've heard someone else who is in love with God experience. You're, you're praying, you're reading your Bible, you're, you're, you're doing the 21 days of prayer, you're waking up at 7 a.m. every morning, but it just it feels uh, boring, it feels lifeless. You might be stuck in a doldrum of life. Another symptom is when we begin to envy someone who seems to be growing closer to God by doing the same things that we've done. We become a little jealous of them, right? I mean, this, and, and ultimately what happens is we're, we're doing the right things, and, and the right things seem to be working for everybody else but you. You read the same books. You go to the same small groups. You do the same Bible studies. Yet your attempts remain dry and lifeless. They remain dull, uninteresting, uninspiring. The problem is, is that people desperately try to know God by doing all of the right things externally. 
They try to know God by doing all the right things externally, but, and we get stuck in a mindset that tells us, that tells us that, that, that what we do on the outside is the end itself. That what we do externally is how we get close to God. And don't get me wrong, doing good things is good. But we cannot rely on our feelings as the fuel to, uh, engine to fuel our actions. Just like a musician can't wait for uh, inspiration to hit before he picks up an instrument for the first time. It takes uh, practice and times, and, and they develop that talent by practicing every day so that that moment that the inspiration hits, they're ready. Sometimes we have to go through these things. But probably, I, I just want to say one of the most dis uh, surprising discoveries that I made as I studied the Bible and I continue to study the Bible is that God does not condone religion. It is one of the most surprising things to me, and this is a consistent theme throughout Scripture, that religion is man's external effort to please God's will. But God doesn't care about all of my efforts to get it right. He wants something more. He wants something far greater from us than just external Actions. In fact, this is one of the main issues that Jesus confronted while he was on earth. He ignited a huge explosion within the religious establishment because he came and said, I am the Messiah, the Son of God. You know what? Religion isn't the, the way to God. He said, that's not how you get to God. You get to God through a relationship with me. People didn't like that. They didn't like that because... It went against everything they thought and knew because it went against everything that they believed that if I do good enough, if I behave this way, if I do the right things, then I can meet up and measure up to what God wants. Maybe you're at a place where you already know the Lord, but you, you know that what you're doing and, and the way that you know him isn't working for you, right? You're, you're not enjoying your relationship with him. You're not enjoying the time that you spend with him. And it's not that, that uh, you're stuck or, or anything like that. But the reality is there's a secret that I, I want to share with you. This is the real secret. The real secret to, to moving out of the doldrums is that you can fulfill the commands of the Bible better by falling in love with God than trying to obey him. You can fall in line with the commandments and what God is asking us to do so much better if you fall in love with God, if you're in real life-giving relationship with God, better than just trying to obey Him. And it's not that your obedience isn't significant or relevant. It's simply just not the center of the wheel. The hub of your life is your relationship with God. Your behavior and your obedience radiate out of that like spokes to allow you to move forward. But when you try to make the external behavior the hub of your life on which you turn, you will get stuck. Because forward movement must be fueled by love. God must be at the center. James 4.8 says this. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You see, Christianity only works if you're in love. All relationships are enjoyable when you're in love. You see, I enjoy spending time with my wife 
because we're in love. I'm not sure if she would want to spend that much time with me if we weren't in love. If she didn't really love me, because I want to tell you, I'm constantly jumping out from behind doors and around corners to scare her. She loves it, though, secretly. I can tell. Or maybe she just loves me. I can see it in her eyes. You see, relationships are so much more enjoyable when we're truly in love. You know, if you're trying to fight temptations by working on self-control, then you're working on the wrong thing. And I'm all for living a disciplined life, but there is a better way. Something that we have to understand as we talk about living this life and really digging in, because I don't know if you're where I'm at or, or things have been going on the same way for you as they have for me, where it just feels like I'm tired of the season we're living in. I'm done with all of this. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to get past this. Obviously, there's some reason that God still has us here, and so we're going to be here until he's ready for us to move out of it. But I was done months ago. And it's easy to allow ourselves to get motivated by outward actions. Well, God, I haven't been doing this, and I have been doing this, and I have done this, and I made sure I did this and this and this, and I went to church twice this month. I'm good. But it means nothing. Because if you're trying to fight temptations by working on self-control, the reality is, is that temptation is a test of your relationship, not your self-control. It's a test of your relationship. How close are you to God? How close are you? Whether or not you pray does not depend on your self-control. It does, however, reveal your relationship with God. Do you really want to talk to God? And better yet, do you want to listen and hear what he says to you? This is about drawing near. It's time to stop trying to please him and simply love him. Stop doing things out of obligation. Only do the things that enhance your relationship with him, the things that please him because they delight him. No wonder so many people don't enjoy their Christian faith when all they know is obligation and duty that's motivated by obedience. You know, if you're serious about catching this refreshing breeze of God, this new life, this new um, this breath of fresh air and moving forward, then you have to keep your love for God alive. This is about drawing near to him. Don't just try to keep your relationship on life support by relying on your religion. Because that's going to keep you stuck in the doldrums, keep you stuck in a lifelessness, an empty relationship with God. He offers you something far better. Ultimately, he invites you to fall in love with him. To fall in love with him in a new way to know who he really is and not just who other people say he is, but for you to truly know who God is. To fall in love with him. Psalms 36, 9. It says, you are the giver of life. Your light lets us enjoy life. The only way we see that light is to be in relationship with him, to draw near, to be close to him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. It says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. 
If you will draw near to me, if you'll come close to me, if you'll wholeheartedly come after me and, and, and let all the other stuff go, let all the, the thoughts of religion and rules and regulations, if you'll let all of that go, you'll find me. I'll be here for you. That's the key to finding this ultimate fulfillment in life is to draw nearer in your relationship in a way that deepens your intimacy with God. To fall more in love with Him. To discover more of who He is. To enjoy the fullness of who He is as your Lord. That's the opportunity that we have. This is the fundamental of message of the Bible. Fall in love with Jesus. And my fear is that so many of us have either moved away from this or missed it altogether in this season. That we've made it all about religion, all about rules, and not about relationship. Ephesians 3, 17 through 19 says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down uh, into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You see, we have an opportunity that, that God comes in in that first moment. He makes a home in our hearts. But it's up to us to, uh, to allow our, our roots to grow deep into him. To allow our love to, to grow and to, to allow God's love to keep us strong. And I think if you hear nothing else today, I want you to hear this. The level at which you pursue God is the level at which he will be revealed to you. The level at which you draw near to God and you pursue him is the level at which he will reveal himself to you. Either way, he loves you the same. Either way, you are his child, but you are in control of the closeness. You are in control of the relationship. You are in control of the love you have for your father. That's my challenge today. If you're finding yourself stuck in a doldrum, Stuck in a lifeless place. Stuck where you're saying, you know, I just need this breath of fresh air. I just need this, this fresh wind to blow me out of this season, to blow me out of this way that I am that just moves me into a new place of closeness with God. You can wait and wait and wait for something to happen, but until you first understand that you are in control of your relationship with God, you are in control of the love. Until you realize that, you're going to miss it. And so I ask this simple question. Are you in love with God? Are you truly in love with God? You know, I've used this before uh, a long time ago as, as kind of a closing thing. But I think it's so important, this thought process, that we're down here in the South. And it's easy in the South to get all about religion. It's easy in the South to be so focused on doing the right things and behaving the right way. And we get these moments, and even in this moment when I ask you this question, do you love God? It's like God is standing here saying, will you love me? Will you be in relationship with me? And in our 
mindset, in our religious stuck mindset, what we say is, well, God, I, of course I love you. I went to church. I listened to Caleb. I got a, I got a Christian t-shirt. It has the Heinz 57 logo, but it's about Jesus. It's cool. And God says, no, 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 no. I'm not asking what you're doing for me. What I'm asking is, do you love me? Will you be in relationship with me? We say, God, listen, of course I will. I only eat angel's food cake. I don't eat devil's food cake. I come to church a couple times a month. I pray when I really need you. He's going, no, no, no. I'm not asking what you do for me. I'm asking, do you love me? Will you be in a life-giving relationship with me? Will you spend time with me? Will you sit with me? Will you allow me to speak to you? Instead of being so focused on your problems and saying, God, I've got another problem. I got to bring it to you. I got to pray for this. And then we're on with our day. Will you allow yourself some time to just sit? To just sit at his feet and go, God, I really missed the mark this year. I had no idea any of this was coming. I had no idea any of this was happening. I'm at quite a loss right now. Maybe for you, you're at a place where you're going, God, this, is, this has been a terrible year. Maybe you're at a place where you say, you know what, God, this really started out as the worst year I've ever had. Can you help me? Can I just spend time with you? Can we just be in relationship? And I believe if we take those moments in our lives where we sit, and we offer that stillness to God. The first thing that we hear, you want, you want to know what the first thing that we hear is? He says, listen, I need you to know I love you. I need you to know this is all I've ever wanted. We'll deal with all the other stuff, all of the behavior things, all the things that maybe other people have said you've done wrong, all the things that maybe you felt like you've never actually lived up to some standard that God has set. God didn't set that standard. Man did. We did as humans. God says, all I ever wanted was to be in a real life-giving relationship with you. So do you love me? Do you love God? That's my question for you today. And maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? I've done religion my whole life. I've played Christian my whole life. But never once have I ever been in a real relationship with God. Never once have I truly been at a place where I could say I felt a life-giving relationship with God. Or maybe you've had that and, and in this season you felt you've drifted away. And you say, it's time for me to draw near. It's time for me to draw back into Him. Maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I've never ever been in relationship with God. I've never even acted like a Christian. In fact, I'm probably the furthest thing from a Christian that you've ever seen. I've done all the bad things you can think of. Maybe that's where you're at today. And I just want to say, no matter where you're at in that scale, God doesn't care about your past. 
All he cares about in this moment is right now as he's asking, will you love me? Will you be in relationship with me? Will you truly love me? That's the opportunity that we have. And in just a moment, I want to pray over each and every one of you that God's fullness, that his love, that this new relationship would spark for you. That this new life-giving relationship would spark in your life right now. That you'd feel that warmth of relationship, that warmth of love. That we would find ourselves in a new closeness, a new uh, way of drawing near to God in our life. But if you're here today and you say, hey, you know, I've never asked Jesus into my heart or, or you know, I, I've just been doing religion and I've never been doing relationship. And you say, I want to commit my life. I want to recommit my life. I want to refresh or restart. If that's you today, I don't care how long you've been religious. If you've never been in relationship, this is your moment. This is your time. This is your chance to get out of this life of stuckness, of staleness, of deadness, and experience the life-giving relationship that God has for us. And so if that's you today, uh, if you're here and you say, I want, I want a real love, I want a real relationship, maybe this is a recommitment or a first time, this is your opportunity to pray this prayer. All you got to do is believe it in your heart. We're going to pray this prayer together with you. Because not only are you walking into a relationship with God, but you're walking into a relationship with us with people who believe in you and care about you right where you're at. Regardless of all your mistakes, regardless of your past, regardless of all the things you did to try to, to live up to some religious standard, all the temptations that you failed at, regardless of all that, we love you right where you're at. But we love you too much to leave you there, to let you stay there, broken and hurting. This is your moment. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. If you want to pray this prayer, believe it in your heart as we pray this together with you. Everybody said, Dear Jesus, for too long I've kept you out of my life. I know that I have drifted. I receive your salvation. I'm ready to trust you. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins. Thank you for taking my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life, the gift of relationship with you. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart. Let me be in relationship with you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Church, can we just stand? Can we celebrate? The heavens are celebrating right now. They're singing out for those that have made that decision for the new love. Let's sing out to him.